Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fake Nerds Watch. This is for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I am not joined by Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. Filling in is my good friend and fellow co-host of the Fake Nerd Podcast, Sparks Witty. Yeah, I'm invited back. Well, you're always invited back. Sometimes the scheduling doesn't work out. Yeah, that's that's the statement. <laughs> this time the scheduling worked out that Cookie couldn't be on. He's been out of town for the past three weekends. Uh, go live your life, my friend. Um, and, uh, we're, so we're a little bit behind, so we're only going to be talking about episode seven, the Serene Squall and episode eight, the Elysium Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Episode nine and 10 will be the final episode of our Fake Nerds Watch series. So stay tuned for that, which will probably be probably soonish, depending on when you're watching this. Right. Uh, okay. So the Serene Squall, we're introduced Mm -hmm. to uh, a new character. I forget the character's name. The, the real name of their character. Not I know I, I remember the real name, Angel, but I forgot the, the fake name. Mm. Just Doctor something. Oh, well. Uh, what did you think of that, about this one? Yeah, I liked it. Um, something about it was like kind of meandering, yeah. I guess, is the word, in a way where I was like, I didn't I didn't dislike the episode. I just I was just kind of like, oh, all right. Where are we going with this? Yeah, it's been a little bit, so it's hard for me to remember the specifics of of why I felt that way. But um, I think just something about the execution of the the betrayal felt. Off, I think I'll agree with that only to say that I expected it. You know, Maybe it's like that. When, when I was watching the when I was watching the the show, the episode, their character is like too good. They're like mm-hmm. they're like really like oh you're the boy you're the boy scouts. They're like really flattering to Pike and really like trying to get chummy with Spock and um, that it felt like there was an ulterior motive that felt a little bit more like bad acting like on purpose. Yeah, it, it felt um, projected, I guess. Yeah, and then the so then the reveal happens, and I'm like, oh, of course, I figured this would happen, right? Um, yeah, I like the episode I, overall, I, though. I guess that's the thing is like I thought for a moment that maybe Spock was suspicious mm-hmm. of them, and then <clears throat> they they get the the upper hand, and I. It made me feel like Spock was a little dumber than I thought Spock should have been. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like, I think that's like, I think that's what it is. You do get a sense that perhaps Spock is a little suspicious, but not. But once he gives him the phaser, once he gives him the phaser, it's like, no, you've actually been fighting your whole life, and blah blah blah. Like whatever, whatever Angel's performance was was it worked on Spock? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I will say that once the veil is lifted, once once they're like full on Captain Angel, a blast to watch. They are so much fun to watch, I think. Sure. Um, I would I I was talking to um a future conversation episode. This so this is this is where pre-recordings are going to mess up my my mind because a, a conversation episode that I just recorded that will be out after this is after this. Um uh, we talked about how Captain Angel uh, is exactly the kind of Star Trek captain, like Star Trek villain, I would love to play. Like, if you want to tell me, if you, if in the hypothetical situation that I was some actor that they were expecting to be on a Star Trek show, I'd be like, okay, but I want to be a villain. I want to ham it the hell up mm-hmm. because I think that's just the most fun. Sure. Some of my, some of the, fa- some of my, some of my favorite villains on Star Trek are the most hammy, and I think Captain Angel was a lot of fun in that performance, and and just a joy to watch on screen. Sure, I won't disagree. Um, I think there's an amount of like being cheeky and being hammy and and all that in this episode, but I think mm-hmm. it's it's both the to a degree where Spock it felt like Spock should have known, mm-hmm. and to a degree where I have a, a little bit of a like no one in the crew sees what Pike's doing. No oh, yeah. one gets that he's playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, okay. 
it was just it, it was a little too heavy handed on Pike's end where I'm like, yeah, I'll agree with that. This too. is not this is not subtle because <laughs> Pike's because Pike's <clears throat> subplot is because he gets the Pike gets the B plot of the episode, whereas Spock gets Spock gets the A plot. Correct. Where where uh, Pike. Pike is, Pike's B plot is pretty silly, where he convinces the whole crew to let him cook for them, to let him cook for them, so he can stir up a mutiny, and it relies very heavily on the idea that everyone in this crew needs to be as stupid as Taserface from the from the Ravagers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it gets to for me, it's the scene in the cage where they're yeah. in the cage, like, and they they've got all of them together and they're all having the conversation to lead them to, Oh, well, I mean, if you think it's best, you seem like a more proper leader. And, and Hey, if you did have to do something, got a lot of people right here that definitely help you. And I'm like, bro, step too too far. I think. (laughs) Yeah. It it was the, the, I got, I got definite like ravager vibes. Mm Mm-hmm from from the from these crew in a way that i quite like there's there's something i do want to mention on this i've been very vocal about my dislike if you anybody who been watching this if you've been watching since we did discovery season four i've talked a lot about how much i really don't like how discovery overuses prosthetics to make their alien species in season three they reintroduced the orions to new star trek live action star trek because there's an orion in lower decks but it's overly prosthetic, uh, over prosthetic usage. The, they have an elongated chin, and then they have like this bumpier forehead, and and uh, an Orion. Admittedly, an Orion is just a person painted green. Mm-hmm. And everything we've seen in Star Trek is just a person painted green. So there's not a whole lot there to work off of. But I really appreciated that when we see an Orion in this, in this, which is the the head of the captain, <clears throat> the, the, the he's not the captain because Angel is, but like the the head guy that Pike thinks is the captain. He's an Orion and he's just a dude painted green. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that kind of let's work back and create like a more, <clears throat> a more traditional look to this character, to this uh, species. Sure. So just kind of throwing out a, uh, one of the things I think Star Trek Strange New Worlds does really well. well I mean, they have, back. they have all those prosthetic enhancements too. It's just under beard and big hair. Yeah, totally. They, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I hope. I, I, I'm always curious. I'm always curious how they're going to introduce the Klingons in this show. Because um, you haven't seen a, a Discovery Klingon, Klingon, have you? Mm-mm. Okay, it's pretty. It's wild. I showed it to. I showed it to Zara, and she's like, "That's not the Klingon." <clears throat> um, I'm always curious if they're going to introduce the Klingons in the show because. If they do, would they walk back the prosthetic work because it's a lot, or will they try to keep it in in line with with Discovery? Well, isn't Discovery's implication like they look that way because they're in the future? No, that the Klingons haven't been shown in the future yet. They were in the past. Oh, I see. Yeah, we did don't see know. a Ferengi in the future, though. These are all words you don't know. Um, nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I like the. I know about I, the Gorn. Do you want me to talk about the Gorn? <laughs> no, not yet. That's a different episode. <laughs> um, I do think that there's a lot of fun in this episode, specifically with like, uh, Pike and uh, like doing the, the you know if you know if you're really the captain, you could you don't want to send us sell us to the Klingons or whatever. I think there's some fun stuff there, but you're you're right about the about the kind of, kind of leap in logic that the audience has to has to go with. I have no problem with Star Trek. Like I don't need it to be like realistic or serious yeah. in the way that it handles these kinds of beats. Um Star Trek can have fun. I have no problem. I love the show. I have no problem with Star Trek having fun. Mm-hmm. Um I think that there's just a degree of like all right, but like a 7-year-old would question this. Like sure. yeah. <laughs> and and once you've crossed into that line, I'm like, now you're just making some like I guess I don't mind their crew looking completely stupid. It's just a little like this is a really stupid crew. Yes. I think the I one agree. that gets to me more is the uh, the notion that Spock maybe is dumber than Spock should be. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe that just talks up to because he's a much younger Spock than he was in the original series or any time we've seen him in. 
I thought about that as like, that's your out is like, well, he's young Spock. He yeah. has to be betrayed at least once to be like, oh, this is what betrayal's like. And I'm like, yeah. Eh, eh. I was watching this. Uh, I was I was rewatching this episode, and so this episode opens with uh, T'Pring, uh wanting to spice up their engagement a bit with some uh, human sexuality, uh-huh. um, which is a funny, a very funny scene, I think. And um, I, I turned to Zara and I said, "Man, I like these two kids. I hope they work. It, I hope it works out for them." Because, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert. Speaking of that, though, I was shocked. And this is for my Star Trek fans watching this because you don't, you're not going to get this. But I was shocked to see Stawn was in this episode. Stawn is her aide on the on the penal colony or the rehabilitation center, whatever they call it. Um, Stawn is the guy she leaves Spock for, mm. and the guy that they that they cast in him looks just like the dude from the 60s it's wild it looks like it could be the same dude nice so i thought that was i was shocked i'm always shocked to see what kind of characters we see in the show anyway and like i never thought we'd see stalin why would we right um the rehabilitation center is a fun bit because it's like what is what does a falcon think a prison is so it's a it's a nice little retreat. She calls it a retreat. My time on this retreat has been, but it's like a prison mm-hmm. for those who don't who don't walk the path of logic. Um, there's another line that I like that they talk about Spock because um, when Angel is still pretending to be the doctor, they are talking to Spock about basically wanting Spock to embrace both sides of himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that they want they want Spock to. And this is kind of a through line for Spock that I like in this episode that he, you know, he like Pike's like, you know, take a guess, you know, use your gut, you know, things like that. And it really like it really like struggles within him. Like he doesn't he doesn't like that feeling of guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says to, to Angel, um, I've uh, Angel says you're half human. And he says, well, that's just genetics. I was born. I was raised on Vulcan. Well, that's just geography. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good. I think that's a good kind of encapsulation of Spock's struggle as a as a as a species because of his because his parts of him are so so different. Sure, uh, that was a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. How you feel yeah. about Nurse Chapel stuff? Man, I hate how good the Nurse Chapel stuff in the show is. I feel like they've ramped it up. They really have. Maybe too fast. They really have. I, I wonder if this was written when they didn't think they were getting a second season. So that's possible. I My thing is that I'm like, I didn't mind like the teasing of the idea of it in the last episode that I was on where we discussed it. Yeah. Um, But I I feel like we're, we're ramping it up maybe a little too much because I'm like, I still would like to know Nurse Chapel without that aspect. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my problem with it as well. Because I've been I'm very vocal about how much I don't like Nurse Chapel from the original series. Yes, um, and I really like um, Sophia Bush as Nurse right. Chapel. I think she's great um, in the role, and I'm always it's always a delight to see her perform this role. But the way they've kind of already got her secretly pining for Spock. No, it's not headed down, headed down the path. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like I would have liked to have seen at least I a don't, season more. I don't even mind the seeds being there. The thing is that I don't want every episode where we're going to like dive into anything more of the character of Nurse Chapel for it always to tie back to Spock. Yeah, me too. I don't um, want that to be the trajectory. Because I feel like she could have a relationship outside of that. If you want to put her, if you want to pair her up with someone, or if you want her to pine for someone, maybe not Spock yet, because we still have, according to Pike, we still have 10 years till we get to the original series. We could also just do character stuff with her that doesn't involve her having romantic feelings for anybody. That is also true, <laughs> but I really want her with Ortegas. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Like, it feels like they've already steered away from that idea. I know. And, um, and they, they were unf- wrong. Unfortunately, too. unfortunately, but uh, regardless of that, like, it's just, I don't want to be on this beat where, I mean, it's, as I just said, like I was not on this podcast for a single episode of strange new worlds. 
And the one before that is the one where Nurse Chapel Spock stuff happened. And now we're here and it's two episodes later and Nurse Chapel Spock stuff again. And I'm like, yeah, oh, slow that down, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you because like I don't want it to get I don't want to get what started as a really promising uh, discovery of the, this character, this kind of expansion of this character in Nurse Chapel to just devolve into what it is in the original series. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want what we see of Nurse Chapel to make the original series work better. Yeah. You know, that's what we talked about with like Obi-Wan. You know, I think Obi-Wan ultimately is additive to A New Hope. And I wanted this and I want this show. And I would think for the most part, it is for every character we've seen. But I do, and I, I'm worried that perhaps Nat, Nurse Chapel won't be an additive element to the original series. Right. It'll just kind of be a path to it. it yeah. Um, does it bother you? when we have episodes like this one where the crew is captured, mm-hmm. but we don't see Uhura or Dr. Mbenga. <laughs> Do we see Hammer in this episode either? No. No. No, it doesn't bother me that much. It bothers me a little. Yeah. I'll admit, like, it bothers me a little that, like, I get it. Like, you don't want to pay the actors to be there for an episode that they'd only be in for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to like force them into the script. And like, I agree with that, but like it does get to me that I'm like, okay, so nurse nurse chapel escaped and was able to hide on the ship, but not, not Dr. Mbenga, not at all. Yeah. No, not Dr. Mbenga. Sure. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Like it's, it just, it just gets a little, or, or like when they're all captured in the cage and I'm like, why are there all these people? I don't know. And where are the people I know? <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like let's get most of the bridge crew in this gate in this cage, and then we'll get the rest that you don't see in a different one. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uhura gets a name drop in this episode because he she was in the cargo bay, right? Uh, with the thing, that's a, the the episode also has a has a bit where isn't this the episode where? No, that's the next one. I'm thinking about the next one. Sorry. It's okay. Um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I agree with that. I'm kind of used to it though, because like that was just that's how how Star Trek has always been. Just sometimes characters not in an episode, mm-hmm. even for I, a bit. I, I understand. It just gets a little, um, just a little bit like, okay, we couldn't have seen like Doctor Mbenga getting captured and Nurse Chapel hiding or something like, yeah, whatever. It, it also it also makes it feel like Chapel happens to escape because Chapel needed to for Spock story reasons. That's one hundred percent what it is. Um, oh, this episode there is a there is a car outside that is just enjoying being a car. Sure. Um, I uh, this also this episode also introduces the Jeffrey to the Jeffrey's tubes to the uh, to Strange New Worlds. Um, just kind of. My Star Trek love and heart. Happy to see a accurate as fuck looking uh, looking a uh, uh, Jeffrey's tube. Don't mind my chopping of the f bomb there. Cool man. Hey man, it's it it, it excites me whenever they're just like, look, Jeffrey's ha- tube. Happy for you. It's named a Jeffrey's tube because of the person who created the original Enterprise was named Jeffrey's. Okie dokie. Yeah, fun fact. That's great, man. Happy yeah, for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, at Jap- Chapel. Oh, but I mean, Chapel's fun. Chapel's escape is kind of fun with the like she's able to take him down because of the um, mm-hmm. uh, the hypo spray. I, I think that's that's all that's all fun. I had a I had a point, I had a different point that I was trying to work my way to, but I completely lost track of that thanks to the Jeffrey's tubes. Oh well. Uh, this is what happens when uh, when uh, I watched an episode maybe a week ago uh and you uh, don't know anything about star trek <laughs> this is a fun one though and no, i, I also watched it like two two and a half weeks ago or something i do appreciate you doing this because I, I was i always like talking to you about this and i wanted to talk about this one to you and i'll just I'll, why don't we why don't i just get to the one that i really the point that i really wanted to talk to you about which is cyborg oh sure so at the end of this episode it's to my wildest dreams, I never thought this would happen. Uh, Spock's half brother Cybok is introduced to the show, mm. and the first sense of uh, the first sense of 
really serialization outside of Pike's story arc that we've gotten in the show. Mm-hmm. Now, does that reveal at all work for you? Um, what do you mean? Well, does like because for me, if you're just like, oh yeah, my my half brother out of wedlock, Cybok, I'm like, holy shit, Cybok, that's in, that's a, that's insane, um, and I'm super excited to see how that character will be explored and expanded on, and you know, become an additive element to the show. But like for you, that name kind of like that name's got to like go way over your head, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like the the guy who went and saw Avengers and Thanos stood up and was like, who? Yes, <laughs> yeah. But like, does it does it excite you at all that this that this half brother of Spock could be around in this in this series? I guess it excites me in the sense of like I like Spock and I like Spock story stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the part that doesn't this is weird but like the part that doesn't is because i know that there's other star trek stuff that Mm -hmm. i haven't seen that this character surely is involved in just one okay uh so to me it's like you're introducing an element that that your hands will be tied with i guess sure like but i don't know to what degree so like my so, my excitement level is like cool. We're gonna explore Spock stuff. That's neat. I like Spock when he's not being stupid. Um, so it's it's like that. But like, there's nothing about the character itself where I'm like, oh, ooh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, the their hands won't be tied too much because Star Trek Five, which is the the fifth Star Trek movie, is the one that introduces Cybox, and that's about that's probably thirty years from this point. Mm-hmm. So you can you really have you'd really do have like free reign. Cybok is um, Cybok is a character I thought they might toy with when the last episode you were on. They had this guy, they had this Vulcan who rejected logic and mm-hmm. walked the past them. I forgot the the Vulcan name for it, but he's like an emotional Vulcan, not no logic, um, and that's illegal in their society. And so like when I saw that guy, I was like, oh. That's like Cybok, because that's what Cybok's whole thing is. He rejected Vulcan teachings. Um, and so I was so I was thinking to myself, okay, well, like, would they? Would they would they touch Cybok? It's a little weird because in Star Trek V, uh, Kirk and anybody and everybody on the Enterprise, Kirk, Spock's best friend ever, uh, doesn't know who Cybok is. Uh mm-hmm. so I was kind of like so I was like, well, like how how much are we going to 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 do with that? And so I was thinking, I was like, okay, we'll probably they're probably not going to do Cybok. It's probably just like a a nod to that. And then, sure enough, two episodes later, Cybok. Yeah, um, that sounds like something to be excited about. Yeah. So, mm, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really just like impressed with the show and how the show is able to weave through. Really, just like I mean, it's what they what they talked about when they worked when they were developing the show. It's like we are going to be faithful to canon, but we're not going to feel restricted by it. And I think that's the way you got to go about uh, go about Star Trek at this point, especially the original series, which has many many things that just don't make sense of canon anymore. Right, right. So like you have to, you just kind of have to like work your way through it. And like the Gorn are a good example of how they're just like, okay, we'll we'll face the Gorn, but they won't they won't see an adult Gorn. Mm. You know. Like we'll 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 show we'll we'll show Cybok, but Kirk will never see Cybok, and we know that Kirk's going to be in the show in the next season. So sure, gotcha. You know, so like they're I kind of appreciate the weave that they're doing because it's it's allowing them to tell the stories that I think they want to tell. Right. I'm definitely interested in where they'll go with it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um. Let me see if I have any more notes about about this. Oh. I have, I have two. I have, I have two, I have one thing that I really want to talk about, which is Ortegas. Okay. Before you get into that, we're going to do a pause, and I'm going to have to close this gap. Okay. And after a brief pause, mm-hmm. um, I just want to quickly talk about Ortegas, mm-hmm. um, who I really like in this show, and I feel like now, especially I've seen episode nine. We're not talking about episode nine today, uh, but I've seen it. We're not getting an episode focused around her. Sure. 
That's a bummer because I like that character. And I think what what I really appreciate about the character is how they've written a character who clearly has been serving with Captain Pike for a long time. Like that she's got a shorthand with him that I quite like. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of I hope that in the next season we find the room to do it, to do like an episode focused on her. Mm-hmm. Get to know her a bit more. I'm I'm sure that's more possible in the future. Yeah. I I kind of I guess I kind of understand in season one not getting an episode focused on her with only mm-hmm. ten, but it is a bummer. Yeah, um, she has this she has this thing when she's piloting the she's piloting the Enterprise to the asteroid belt, which is a really cool scene, which is using a lot of the old sound effects from the original series, which I liked. Um, and she, uh, you know, she talks about like. She's like, you know, if you want someone to relieve you, you can. And and she's like, no, it's like, it's like we're the ship and I are in a conversation. And she's, and I get, it's all that we all get, we get like good character work with her when she's talking to Pike or she's talking to Chapel or she's talking to whatever. Just we never get anything dedicated to her. Um, yeah. And I hope that we we get that soon. Right. Um, I believe that's all my all my notes for this episode. It was a bit. It was a bit of a, a of a. A bit of a breezy episode before the reveal of Cybok. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean the last thirty seconds? The last thirty seconds. Um, up until I mean, up until the the when Angel's on the bridge. Like there's 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 good scenes there that I, I quite liked. I thought they were a lot of fun. I think it's clever that they kept the idea. So Vulcans can't lie, or they they do, but they don't lie in the same way that humans do. Mm-hmm. So. Spock can't say that he's having an affair with Chapel because it it wouldn't be a lie. So Chapel says it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought that was a clever workaround in the story there. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a good episode. It's a fun episode. I, I liked it a lot, and I hope we see Angel again. Right. You have any point before we want to go to the next one? No, I think that that was uh, like the fact that Angel's like this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and knows it, but T'Pring's gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> yeah, um, they're on a Queer Eye for the sh- the new Queer Eye show, I believe. The actor who plays Angel. Oh, not I'm not 100 sure on that one, but I seem to recall. All right, so then let's move on to the Elysium Kingdom, where we get more Ortegas, but where it's we not get... developing her character. But it yes. is cool; we get a lot of her. More of her than I think in any other episode. That's true. It's just a bummer that it's not actually her. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, so this episode, um, this episode returns us to Mbenga and his daughter, Rukia. Mm-hmm. They're studying. Uh, this is the one where I, t- where I said that um, uh, they name drop Uhura before I realized that Uhura is actually in the episode. Um, and uh, Pike is kind of like, yeah, this is nice. I, I wish we could just focus on the science all the time and study nebula and asteroids. This is this is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that. Uh, and Mbenga wants to, you know, still trying to figure out how to cure his daughter, Rukia. I did not expect this to also be the last Rukia episode. Mm. You also thought that this was going to be the renaissance planet i did i'm not bummed that it's not i was wondering if you remembered that because there's a there's a planet in lower decks that's a uh uh, created by a bunch of larpers and i thought we'd be going to that planet we did not and everyone's just uh create everyone is just uh turned into characters from a story that mbenga has been reading to his daughter Mm -hmm. um and this is a this is a fun this is just a, a good I think this is a good um, alternate character episode. Star Trek does this all the time. Sure. Um, I think this is a very good example of it. The costume designs are great. They are. Um, my only issue is that I, I kind of, I just, I really don't know if there was anywhere to go with Rukia, but I'm kind of bummed that it's just done. I mean, because the thing is like, if you cure her, then either she has to be on the ship mm-hmm. or the doctor has to leave the ship and the doctor can't leave the ship. So 
she'd just have to be on the ship. And I think like managing a kid around just they didn't want to do it. That's true. And Star Trek has a horrible history with that. Um, Worf has a son that's on the Enterprise for seasons and we barely see that kid. Right. So um, it feels like it was a sensible conclusion to the story. Sure. I will say that I feel like if you were going to go this way for curing her, curing her anyway, um, I don't know why we even did the, the, uh, oh, well, we'll leave some possible clues to how she could be cured with the the other race that we encountered with the boy and his dad. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. I also, they they left it. They left it lingering like he's like, here's some salute. And so like you get the impression that like, ah, if Mbenga works on it, he's going to get it. Yeah. And there, that was all for not. So I'm like, OK, I don't know why we did that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think maybe they wrote that episode before they wrote this one. Uh, they didn't know how they were going to go. But Could yeah, I, I also thought that was strange because it's in the recap of this episode where it's like, oh, we're going to help you find the cure. And it's like that, that's not. Did that cure just not work? Right. Or was it just never going to work? Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of Rukia, <clears throat> like, trapped in the transporter buffer, and, like, she's, you know, every time she gets out, she's closer and closer to death. And I think that that was an interesting way to take Mbenga. Um, I, and we really haven't we really haven't had any like manga centered episodes that weren't around Rukia. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, so I do wonder if like, I hope the, in the best case scenario, we explore Mbenga outside. Like we were talking about with chapel, like exploring chapel outside of Spock, we're exploring Mbenga outside of Rukia. Mm-hmm. That could be, that could pose some, uh, uh, a fun, uh, a fun direction for the show. I hope. Right. Um, but so, uh, uh, this, um, this kind of omniscient entity within the nebula that they're studying, uh, turns everyone into, uh, characters from the storybook, which is written by, which is supposedly written by a character from Deep Space Nine, which is fun called Benny Russell. Um, I won't tell, I won't bore you with all that details. Sure. But it is a reference to DS9, which is cool. Um, and, uh, they they turn they change the ship, and everyone except for Mbanga and Hammer uh, are normal. Gotcha. I'm so sorry. Can we pause real quick? Yes. Okay, we're back again. Yeah. It sparks. Yeah. What did you think about this episode? I really really Follow. liked it. Um, I really liked it. I think it's kind of <clears throat> wonderfully silly to have the medieval torches and the vines mm-hmm. just on these starship just like oh sure okay yeah and the bridge is the castle and uh-huh um it's cute um i'm pleased that this involved i think all of our cast all of our main yeah. cast uh yeah. appeared in this episode which was pretty nice i don't think we've had one of those for a little bit yeah that's true uh, we even get some Ensign Mitchell, uh, who's mm-hmm. the navigator and or she's the communications officer. I don't remember what station she's on, but she's on the bridge somewhere. Uh, but mm-hmm. she she's one of the one of the Red Guard knights. And we get uh, Laon being very not Laon. My goodness. <laughs> Apparently that's actually her dog. Yeah. Um, I love one of my favorite things ever is when you're in a is when you know you're in a silly situation and you side eye mm-hmm. and there was a lot of side eyeing happening with uh laon's character how Mbang is just like okay why don't you why don't you stay here mm-hmm. we don't need you right now right um the the my but the, my favorite joke so far is just when when he's like scanning himself he's like no i'm fine oh your dopamine levels are a little high and then laon comes in and he's just, just immediately <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How are her dopamine levels? Yeah. <laughs> very high. <laughs> <laughs> that was all very funny. I think this is a very funny episode. Um, this is also my favorite Hammer episode. Sure. He's he's fantastic. Bruce Horak is so good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Makes me very sad for the next one. 
Um, no, no reason. Have you watched nine? No. Oh shit. <laughs> Not a spoiler. Does he die? No. Okay. No. Bruce Horak is great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's um. He plays. Caster. I think is this character in this book. Who's Spock's brother? Yeah, I I couldn't remember those names. Spock, by the way, rocking the hair. Uh huh. Yeah. It's rocking that that punk real hair. real real goth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my the, favorite, honestly, my favorite costume of them all is, is Uhura. Yeah, I love her fingers. Mm-hmm. They they remind me they remind me of remember when we were a kid we make like origami fingers. Sure. Like long origami, they remind me of that, but metal. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, my favorite, I think, I think that might be my favorite costume as well. But let me tell you, as much as I love Hammer, and this is my favorite, this is my favorite. I think he is my favorite. But damn, Anson Mount almost steals this whole episode. Sure, he's in a really nice, beautiful green getup. Yeah, and he's so he's having such a good time. Mm-hmm. Just being this 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 coward. horrible coward of a character of uh-huh. a character, right? It's so much fun to watch him be this role, do this role. Yeah. Um, uh, he and Hort- Ortega's have a this again. There's a lot of things in this episode that I like, which but there's a lot of like glances. It's really difficult to explain, but there are so many glances in this episode that just made me laugh out loud, right? Just a side eye, just a, a, a little twitch or something. There's so many subtle performances in what everyone is doing in this episode that were so funny to me. Mm-hmm. It's really just hard to explain all of those. Sure. I think that was one of the reasons I enjoyed Ortega so much is because Ortega was still very Ortega. Sure. Um. So I think I... I like that still shine through. Yeah. I, or, or like the character wasn't changed enough. Like I would say for, for number one, like she's more or less her. Yeah. We're not getting a lot of a, a different shade of personality there. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Um, where we are with like Uhura or uh, Pike. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is definitely, everyone is playing up a role. Whereas Ortega is just kind of being, and like to be fair, that's who that's who she is in the book. Also, mm-hmm. uh, and Benga says in the book that she's, <clears throat> that the Sir Ridley is a much more straight character than everyone else, right? Um, and we, and it's the I do appreciate how the book how the 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 story cues us into Ortega's and oh to to it's not Mbanga's. Mm-hmm book it because when the hunter shows up and she's very friendly with uh with her tagas and we we're kind of like lost in the episode but it is there in the beginning of this episode that the that we know from dialogue that those two characters were not had never met right and so like that's kind of your first clue but you're not really thinking about it you're just kind of rolling with it i was definitely thinking about it i'm like Okay. Yeah, that, that I think that was the other thing is like they did a good job of rolling this out of like, oh, is Mbenga just exhausted? Is he mm-hmm. being affected by the chemical smoke he put in his face? Mm-hmm. Um and so like those those questions are working and then you're you're wondering like more and more, okay, so what's actually going on here? I also like that uh it's not just him when we do find out that Hammer also is not affected. Yeah. Uh so that they're both kind of like what is going on I, I, yeah it, give, it gives a manga someone to work off of someone to play off of and yeah it becomes a fun two-hander or it's like like it's when they're in the transporter room which is the the dungeon <laughs> and he's just like um uh what, what would a magician normally say abracadabra hmm i like it it's yeah. just uh, and he's like avert your eyes you'll get blinded but he's just looking straight at it right um yeah i like uh there's there's so much in this episode this one was a was a huge contender for for perhaps my favorite episode mm. um the because i watched it twice now um i don't know where this one will fall by the end of the season 
but it is quite good. Sure. Yeah, it's a solid episode, I'd say. There's um, so Rukia. There's a little reference to Star Trek Beyond in this episode. Rukia's dress is apparently modeled after the Star Trek Beyond poster. Mm. Which I thought was like, was a, a weird nod. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? But it's a great movie, so you know, yeah, hey, yeah. Any love you can give me that. Um, the the nebula being this kind of omnipresent, being they're, they're having this kind of like um consciousness living inside this nebula is a classic Star Trek trope that I'm um I'm happy they brought back. I've lamented a lot how modern Star Trek, not necessarily the current Star Trek shows, but this started with like the the Next Generation era. Sure. Um, wouldn't wouldn't do the ridiculous concepts of omniscient being that lives inside of a nebula or sure strange energies that turn you into a god. They wouldn't do that anymore because that's not the kind of sci-fi that it is. I understood this reference because of Futurama. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Futurama has a really has a lot of great Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. This this was one of the more prominent ones where they make the uh, Star Trek cast. The, the nebulous yes. cloud makes the Star Trek cast come together. Yes, that's right. Um, but I'm really, so I'm really glad that's like Star Trek Strange New Worlds and even like Lower Deck started this, but like Strange New Worlds really, really leaned into like, no, this is, it's all Star Trek. It's all, it's all the, in the Star Trek universe, it is possible for a nebula to have a, essentially a brain, essentially uh-huh. a consciousness. And that is a possibility in the Star Trek universe. Right. Whether it is in, in real life, in, space who the hell knows um and when what rukia I, I think it would have more issues with rukia leaving if she didn't come back right away mm-hmm. like it's not like back but like she came back to be like hey i'm okay and i'm older and i've been doing this for years and it's been a lot of fun and i'm alive and blah, blah blah if she didn't if we didn't have that scene i think it would have been a lot more a lot more Kind of like, well, what was the point of having Rukia on the show if you were just going to write her off this way? Right. But because we had that scene, it kind of worked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I I initially felt like Rukia coming back as an adult felt a little cheap. Yeah. Uh, Like a little too like, all right, well, let's tie this all up with its nice Doctor sure. Who bow and say goodbye. And I was like, okay. But I... I I think it works. I think it's ultimately like, yeah, this is fine. This is this is good Star Trek. Yeah. Uh to do so. Um I like Dr. Mbinga being at peace with his decision rather than being like, and then I never know what happened to her. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That that's what that's what helps is because he he's not going to he's not going to lament that he never sees her again. He's like, Well, she's out there, she's happy, she's healthy, she's alive. Yeah. Um, which I really, I really like. I think it's doesn't a similar thing happen to Clara? I haven't watched Clara's ending in Doctor Who. Cl- Clara? Clara, yeah. In Doctor Who? No. Yeah. No. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Clara's. Uh, I'll I'll say like Clara's not necessarily my favorite companion, but she does have I think the saddest ending. Does she really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'll, eventually I'm sure I'll get through Peter Capaldi's run of Doctor it's Who. It's a it's it's Clara's no spoilers like Clara's Clara's ending I think is one of the more tragic endings a companion faces in Modern Who. Even more tragic than Donna? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rough the way it it goes down. Okay. I'm sure I'll watch it eventually. I do want to finish Capaldi's Doctor Who. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. And I would like to watch any of Whitaker's, <laughs> you know what it's more like because you were trying to draw a Doctor Who comparison. This is much mm-hmm. more like um, uh, Rory and um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, God, her name is escaping me. Karen Mullen's character, Amy. Uh, this is much more like Rory and Amy, where like they they send the letter, and it's oh, like yeah. don't worry, it all worked out. Yeah, we lived you know, our lives. Never happy. Yeah, yeah, it's much more like that. Yeah, good point. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think this that worked well in this episode. Um, it sucks that nobody remembers the time. This was like, oh, we, have, we just lost five hours. That's just how we have to live with that. Um, and then Bang is the only one who remembers. Um, let's see. Costume design is fantastic. I said that. Um, 
Anson Mount, man, Anson Mount is so good in this episode. Anson Mount is yes. so good in the show, but I just, yes. he's just, he's just, when he walks out of the, the, the prison, when they open the prison, he's just, oh, thank God. And he just like walks out in front of everyone. <laughs> just so good. Um, yeah, he has a lot. <laughs> summon the court jester. No, 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 no. Never mind. I like, I like how like the characters who are being created from this book can't square the space station or space with yeah. the story. So they just ignore those elements. Yeah. They're just like, eh, what a, I don't know. Whatever. Can't address those elements directly. It was a really interesting way to bring about it. That like the ship wasn't like transformed. Right. It was just mm-hmm. like, it had like stuff put on top of it. So like everything in the ship worked, the computer work, the, the technology all worked. Everything right. was as it was. Right. It's just, there was just curtains and vines on top of it. Computer. Perhaps he means the oracle. <laughs> it's like, c- computer, is there something wrong? Just scan me. Is there something wrong? Yeah. As far as I tell, oh, my goodness. Computer. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> my, my Alexa answers to computer. Sure. So, oops. <laughs> oops. That was, boy, that was a really good idea before we started watching Star Trek regularly. Uh-huh. And now it's just... Every time someone on Star Trek says, computer, do something, computer, don't do anything. Um, it it will always, it'll always say something. Sure. Anyway, there weren't, there weren't a lot of notes I took with these episodes because a lot of them would be like, oh, I like this. I like that. I like this. And I just wanted, there wasn't really a lot there for me. Sure. But I think there, I think both of these episodes are strong and Elysium Kingdom is one of the strongest of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't knock that. I really like when he first gets to the bridge and he thinks it's all like a a party prank. Yeah, he's like, are you guys pulling a prank on me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of, there's another misdirect that like Ortega's gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you think that like, oh, maybe Ortega's is hallucinating this immediately. Sure. But. Oh yeah, because Ortega's crashes into the into the front of the bridge, right? Yeah, she like Because that's why they call medical. And yeah. then she's totally fine. And then she's fine. And she was she was changed into a thing. She was changed yeah, into sure. a, a knight. No, absolutely. Um yeah. Okay. I don't really think I have much more to add if you if you don't. Mm. They're they're simple episodes, but they're they're good episodes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a, a lighthearted time. No. And that's the thing about Elysium Kingdom that I think really we'll never see discovery do something like this because that's just not the kind of show discovery is. Right. Um, And it's, it's nice that we have a show, especially a live action show that is willing to have some fun. That is willing to just kind of play with their characters and their setting and just kind of be goofy. That, that is the whole point of strange new worlds. Yes, it is. And I'm I'm, to be fun. Star Trek again. I'm just glad we have it just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Good or bad episodes, doesn't matter. I'm just really happy we have Strange New Worlds. For sure. Okay. So why don't we call it there then? Okay. The next time you see us, we'll be talking about 9 and 10. That's correct. Uh, So uh, maybe Cookie will be here. Who knows? Who knows? All right, guys. Thank you so much. I don't say why I say guys. Am I referring to the audience when I say guys or am I referring to you? I guess me. I guess so. All right. Well, anyway, thank you to everyone who watches us. Thank you, Sparks, so much for filling in, for coming on. I, I really appreciate that I have an opportunity to talk Star Trek with you in general. Sure. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, okay. So check out some of the other Fake Nerds Watches, guys. If you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, you can check out our other Fake Nerds Watch shows. There's plenty of other Strange New Worlds. Uh, if you want to check that out, we've done other Star Trek shows. If you want to check those out. Currently, at the same time as this is Miss Marvel. A new episode of that is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is finished. Stranger Things is coming. Umbrella Academy is coming. The Boys is coming. Yeah, right? I, I laugh I laugh only because you always say Umbrella Academy before The Boys. Like, Umbrella Academy is going to be sooner on, on our brains, but you are the only one that has watched that. <laughs> but that's why, that's why I did no, I that. Get because it. I get I just, it. I'm not caught up on The Boys, but I am on Umbrella Academy. <clears throat> Umbrella I'm only Academy one, coming later. <laughs> I'm only one behind on the boys, uh, but uh, Umbrella Academy. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll do something with that one soon. So, but yes, he's right. The boys will be first. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Stranger Things will be even before that. That's true. Okay, so lots of factors, watches, lots of things. You can also check out our other shows, such as Base, such as Basement Arcade, which are a Let's Play show, and Basement Arcade Pause Menu, which is our video game discussion show. A new episode of that has dropped about game development. Mm-hmm. And a new episode of that is coming. You guys did a thing, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, Pause Menu has a... Uh, we're, we're trying to do quarterlies. This is really the first two quarters of the year, but it's a mm-hmm. discussion about uh, games we've been playing. Very cool. Um, so check out that. Stay tuned for that. Excuse me, Fignor Book Club and Animation Station are other shows that are on this channel. Again, like this video, subscribe to our channel. You can check out our Mothership show with this Fignor podcast, which goes live every Sunday at various times. For the time being, probably early Sundays from uh, mm-hmm. for for at least a a, a while um, mm-hmm. while things get settled. So you can check out that show every Sunday. Uh, this last episode we talked about the Princess, which is the 20th Century Fox Hulu original. Um, and coming up will be Thor: Love and Thunder. Very excited. Very. Um, so, stay, check out that show. If you want, if you want to know when we go live, just if there's a bell icon. I'm, a, I'm pretty sure there's a bell icon on 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 YouTube that you can just click on that, and it'll tell you when we go live. <clears throat> All right, guys. So uh, you can also find us on Patreon and T Public, uh, which are linked below, and on our website at FakeNerdPodcast.com. Fakener. Fake Nerd Podcast on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, fake nerd guys gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant. Um, I almost said Ben's thing. I legitimately just said almost I, I write for Old School Gamer Magazine. Um, I it's also, just in your brain. It's just in my brain. I also write for Screen Rant where I put up a bunch of uh, a bunch of lists and things like that. Uh, AtomicGeekdom.com where I'm revisiting the Infinity Saga plus other pieces. And I write and edit for KaijuRamenMedia.com. Sparks, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me championing the Ortegas agenda at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. She's the best. All right, guys, like this video, subscribe to our channel, and until next time you see us, live long and prosper. I know the thing. I did the thing. You did the thing. <laughs>